0: Hey, new mama! I remember being in your shoes and feeling so overwhelmed. I was battling mom guilt, trying to do it all, struggling to transition into working mom life, and just wished there was a place to go that would provide me clear guidance with simple, quick, easy solutions for the problems I was facing. Hey, I'm Lauren Francois, and I created it for you. Welcome to the Mom Hacks Podcast, where in each episode, I will provide you with a simple, tactical hack in self care, health, and wellness, mom life solutions. Solutions to simplify motherhood and even productivity, goal setting, and habit creation to make your transition back into the workspace that much smoother. Welcome to the show, Naptime Warrior. Now let's dig into today's episode. Here we go again, you guys. This is our last episode in our twin mom series. And today we're talking twin toddlerhood with my good friend and twin mom of two beautiful 22 month old boys, Darcy Krinsky. Darcy is a full time working mama of twins who understands the challenges of balancing professional dreams with the ever changing chapters of motherhood. She's been in corporate America for the last 17 years and is the proud owner of Higher Ground Fitness, a Legree Fitness studio in Mansfield, Massachusetts, which is in the Boston area. And exciting news, she is actually currently in the process of opening two more studios in the near future in Milton and Westwood. So if you're in any of those areas, you should definitely go take a class. And if you want to connect with Darcy, you can find her on Instagram at the twin mom hustle and check out higher ground fitness which is at higher ground fitness. I'll provide links to those social media accounts and her website in the show notes. But you guys, what I love most about Darcy is she chooses to live life with passion and she believes that the long-lasting memories for a family are centered around laughter. Even if you're not a twin mom, Darcy's tips and tales of motherhood will make you smile, feel a bit lighter, and realize that you can do this too. And I know you're going to experience that in today's episode. So let's do it. Okay, you guys, welcome back. This is our last twin mom episode. Darcy is back. And for the toddler stage, we thought it would be fun to compare the toddler stage of twins to the toddler stage of a single child. And she's going to tell us what is harder and what is easier. So if these things are harder with twins or if they're easier. And I got a peek at some of these topics and I think you're gonna be surprised because I was surprised with some of her answers. So the first thing we are going to dive into is mealtime and eating out. So Darcy, is that harder with twins or is it easier with twins? (laughs)
1: Oh my gosh, mealtime is so much harder with twins. (laughs) It is tough. It's hard because they play off of each other. They're at the same exact age and they giggle at, you know, the the silliest things right now. So if one takes the ketchup and smears it on its face, the other one starts giggling and then takes the ketchup and smears it on its face. If one of them throws their plate off of the table, the other one's going to throw off their plate on the table and I have tried so many different things now of okay well letting them sit at the table then so that they're not in their high chairs and they're actually sitting on like a bench at our table well you know one gets too close to the other which can happen with any kids but now you have these little weebly bodies that aren't completely in control of themselves yet and now what you thought was going to be like a happy family dinner one kid pushes the other kid off the bench and now one falls over hits his head and the other one's throwing the food on him So mealtime at home is really hard, but oh my gosh, if you want to talk about what's harder, going out to dinner. Like we just can't do it right now because they want to move, like any toddler does want to move. But again, they play off of each other. So my boys right now are into like screaming and just screaming to scream. And if you have one baby, you can kind of pick that baby up and you can walk out of the restaurant and the rest of the family and all of the other patrons at the restaurant go back to enjoying their dinner. Now it's like one baby screams and the other like goes to a little bit higher of an octave level and screams higher and louder. And then the other one like claps for him and starts to scream even louder. And now it's like the symphony of our chaos is like looked at by every single other person in the restaurant. The food is all over the floor and the kitchen the restaurant is just begging us to leave. So while the craziness of mealtime at home is nutty, it's at least nuttier in the confinements of our own space. So not that I'm discouraging any twin mamas not to take their kids out, but like Yelp a really, really kids friendly restaurant before you venture out with them.
0: I can totally, I totally agree. It has to be harder because I have two kids now and they're 18 months apart. And my daughter who's younger feeds off of my son. Like if my son does something at the dinner table, she'll do it now too. And I'm like, dude, look, like your sister (laughs) is just repeating what you're doing. Like stop. And we don't go out to eat either. So when we had one, we actually did go out to eat a lot, especially in his first year, because you have two parents, one child. It was, it really was pretty easy, but now that we have two, it's so funny. So many people around us were like, "Oh my gosh!" When COVID hit, like we can't go out to eat and and all of this stuff. And we were like, "We never go out to eat anyway." We were like, "Our life hasn't changed at all. We just stay home." And how old are your twins right now?
1: They are twenty-two months old. So okay, two in November.
0: So that is right around. My daughter is going to be two in a week. So she's 23 months old. So they're almost the same age. And I swear, it's the hardest age to take kids out. Once they get two and a half, three, it gets way easier. But that like 15 month to two and a half year old phase, they just, they don't, they don't sit still. They want to get into everything. They want to walk around. They want to touch everything. They throw everything on the floor. And it's just like, Oh my God, just ignore us. I'm like, just ignore us. But I love how you were like, if one screams, the other screams at a higher octave and they scream just to scream. That's just, that totally is twin life. (laughs) It's toddlerhood. (laughs) That's toddlerhood to a T. Okay. So next one, learning manners. Do you think that's easier as a twin mom to teach or do you think it was easier for me as a mom of one?
1: So this one I actually think is easier because again, doing like off of point one with mealtime, they feed off of each other. So what I really used is trying to get them to recognize what the other person is doing and like realize empathy and understand like sadness from the other one and teaching it that way. So sharing has been pretty, I don't want to say easy because I don't know if anything in parenting is truly easy, but it's been one of the more fun things to work on because You have a practice partner right there all the time with you. And of course, they're going to rip each other's things out of each other's hands constantly. So we've chosen to really use it as an opportunity every single time to like, no, stop. Look at Chase. He's sad. Go share the toy with him. And then really use it as like a joyous moment to clap for them after they've done that. And for my kids, of all the things that they're not doing, This is one of the things that they get happy about doing. Now, Chase will walk over and give Zach a toy if he knows it's his favorite toy. And it's proactive sharing they're doing. And, you know, just in general, like other things besides sharing as well, of like giving a hug, goodnight, you know, like most parents, you know, hopefully are going and saying like goodnight to their babies and giving a hug or or something, whatever shows emotion and love to them. But we really use it as an opportunity every night before bed to have Zach go and give Chase a kiss goodnight or a hug. And now I'm seeing, you know, when we go to the playground or somewhere where there are other kids, that they are very interested in going over and sharing. The other day we were somewhere and there was a little boy just sitting at the edge of the playground and Chase picked up a handful of mulch. And this was like a really cute thing that I read somewhere was, if a child gives you something, never look at it as something small because it's the only thing they're able to give and if you they choose to give it to he went up, picked a handful of mulch and like goes over and sits beside the little boy and like kind of just puts the mulch on his shoe. And I don't know if the little boy realized that he was doing like an act of kindness, but for me, my heart just filled with warmth of, oh, like he's, he's sharing with him right now. So that's one thing that I do think because you get the little practice squad always with you, that it's one of the easier things to do.
0: The way you put that, I would agree. It is easier because yeah, they have that built in partner to learn these things with and to practice constantly with versus when you have one who's older and then another one comes along it's like they're thrust into that and they're like whoa what do you mean i have to share my toys these are my toys even now my son is still like but that's my toy and i'm like no but we have to share it with your sister (laughs) and so you get to start doing that right from the beginning so that is pretty cool next one time for you do you feel like that is easier to get time to yourself with twins or would it be easier if you just had one so
1: I think this one is easier which I know probably seems like a shocking answer but similar to above they have each other so that has been huge the last six months so they both started to get into pretend play whether that's taking an airplane and soaring it above the head or using our pretend kitchen and now do they certainly want me to be involved yes but you know, you watch a TV show or you watch which anything, and if the little kids come over and like, mom, let me show you this, or the little girl saying like, mom, play pretend with me or do this. They again have that built in partner. So if I really need to get something done, or even if I don't really need to get something done, I just need a few minutes to like put on the TV or, or do something. I will say to them now, like, go play in the house. You guys go make breakfast like that, make it for Chase and they're really starting to use each other as a little playmate so that 20 minutes may go by where they're in their little pretend playhouse and like they're safe, I'm, I'm not leaving them going on a run or anything like that, but they're in that little house playing with each other and they're feeding off each other and finally engaged in what the other one is doing so that I can just get some time for myself. It's not massive amounts of time, but it's just little doses throughout the day that makes me stay sane now.
0: So when I first saw that you put easier for this one, I was like, what? (laughs) I was like, no way. But now that you put it that way, I totally get it. Because as soon as my daughter was old enough to start playing with my son, I felt the same way. I was like, now he's not coming to me to always play with him. He'll play with her. And I don't mean to compare kids to dogs, but it's the same way with dogs. I remember when we had one dog, I'm the one who always has to play with her. And then when we got the second dog, now they can play together. And obviously dogs are not kids, but it's just kind of a similar comparison. And so, yeah, when you when I first saw that one, I was like stunned that you thought that that was easier, but now it makes a lot of sense. So the last one we wanted to talk about is tantrums and meltdowns. So we're obviously with 22-month-old twins and a 23-month-old daughter, we are in the thick of the tantrum and meltdown stage. So I don't know what you're going to say for this one. Do you think it's easier or harder with twins to deal with tantrums and meltdowns?
1: Oh, this one is harder. I think so much harder. And I will I'll tell this one through an example of a story that just happened this week. I feel probably like everybody right now is a little bit stir crazy with like, what can I do with my kid for an activity? You know, certainly some kids are in preschool, but there's new guidelines with that. So I decided last Friday that I was going to put both kids in the car and go to an outdoor music class. It was in someone's backyard, social distance blankets. And now I'm like signing the waiver on the fly, like as I get into the car. And I noticed one of the things is you have to keep your kids on your blanket That's part of the waiver. So we get there. And of course, I'm like 10 minutes late. Everybody else is sitting there like nicely with their, you know, it's not just one kid, but it's, if there are more than one kid, it's different ages. It's five, you know, two and a newborn. So I roll in. And of course, the only spot open is front and center in front of this woman. And so we, she tells us to bring all of these props and pots and pans that we're going to sing and bang to. And we get down and they sit and they both are completely engaged. It was like, oh my god, this is gonna work. And we're sitting there. And then the woman with her guitar is playing one of the songs that's like five little monkeys or five little frogs, something like that. And one of the little girls from the audience yells out like, that's not the lyric. And so the instructor of the group says like, oh, honey, why don't you tell us what the lyrics are? Well, this little girl starts back up with five. And then we're at three little ducks. And I'm like, oh my gosh, my kids are gonna lose it. Please just get to one little duck and so we can start the next group sing along song. Between three and one little duck, my kids lost it. Now, there are so many little, like, tantalizing things. There's a swing set in the back of this woman's backyard. There's cars passing by on the street. And before I even realized it, one of my sons is up off his mat, which is like a cardinal sin in this woman's waiver, like, stay on your mat. So I, like, get up to go, like, get my son. And now my other son is sitting there like, oh, my gosh, no one's looking at me. So he, of course, runs in the opposite direction. I, like, dive to catch his shirt before he, like, runs onto the other person's mat. And now he's like, no, like, no, let me go. And then the other one is like basically on the swing set now. So I like scoop up the baby that I had just like pulled his shirt on. And now people are probably like questioning my parenting skills because I'm like dragging him back by his shirt. And I'm like trying to chase the other one who I'm like prying his fingers off of the swing set. It's like a spectacle. I'm way louder than like the guitar playing woman right now. Everybody is kind of looking at me, trying to ignore me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have 45 minutes left of this. I just wanted to like cry. I was like, why did I make this decision to come here? This is crazy. I'm never doing this again alone. And it was just like, I just wanted to curl into a shell. And not that I'm saying it would have been easier with one baby because toddlers have tantrums, but I could have picked one baby up, walked out of the backyard, got the baby composed and come back. It was like, we were creating our own music class in the back of this backyard. And I just had to go with it because (laughs) what else was I gonna do in that moment? So my answer is harder.
0: Oh my God. I'm dying. Cause I've been there. <laughs> you have like such good intentions and you're like, we're going to do this and it's going to be so fun. And you get there and it just, it's, it is, it's a spectacle. I'm, you're just like, everybody's looking at me. I have no idea what they're thinking. They're probably like, she can't control her kids. <laughs> it's just a like disaster. Yeah. And you're like, couldn't it have just, oh, I just wanted it to go so well. <laughs>
1: We have pots in our pans in our kitchen. Like, why didn't we just bang them on the floor? It would have been so much easier.
0: So my question is, when one throws a meltdown, does that usually entice the other one to throw a meltdown too? Or are they like completely separate? They don't coincide. So luckily, at least for
1: me, it's usually so much of a spectacle when one is tantruming that the other one at least for a couple seconds will sit there and look in awe of like what is what's he doing like what got him so upset and then it depends like if we're at home usually I can like mitigate it give the one who's having a tantrum like a toy or put him in this you know a different environment to like calm him down before the other one goes but if we're in public and I don't have like our normal surroundings super challenging, like a supermarket, or like, you know, if one picks up a pepper and I'm like, don't touch all the fruit, the other one wants to touch like the strawberries. And then I'm trying to pry strawberries and peppers out of two toddler hands, and I just smush the fruit and try to buy it. It's Usually it's only one if we're home, if we're out, if everything's shot.
0: Cause I just envision one melting down and then the other one like joining in. (laughs) I can barely deal with one toddler melting down. Although sometimes I don't know if it's a boy girl thing or if it's just a first child, second child thing, but my daughter's meltdowns bother me way less than my son's did. But I don't know if it's just because I'm more relaxed about it because it's the second time around or if it's different because it's a boy and a girl, but meltdowns are just the most fun thing ever. (laughs) So I know you have a couple twin toddler tips that you want to give as well. So I'll let you dive into those.
1: All right, so first tip is, there is truth to you will have a favorite child. And it's whatever one is being the best behaved at that moment, kind of like off of your point you just said. And it's kind of funny, but it's kind of true. I mean, one day I'll be like, oh oh my God, Chase, he's such an angel. He's like the easiest kid. And the next day I'm like, honestly, Chase? Oh my God, that is is just so good. And it's like every day is different. And I really do at any given moment. I'm like, hands down, I have a favorite kid, but it changes daily. And that's all right to have that. Tip number two of toddlers, bolt your furniture down to the wall way sooner than the parenting books tell you you need to. And the reason for that is you think of something like, okay, no way are they going to be able to reach the top of that yet. You would be shocked with twins, how quickly they realize that the other one can be a step stool for them. So my kids were barely walking yet. And I ran to the, into the bathroom, they were in my bedroom and I came back and they were both on my nightstand standing. And I was like, in one breath, I was like, oh my gosh, they're literally gonna walk. Yeah, but they're gonna walk right off the nightstand. They have got themselves into so many situations where I couldn't even get up into spaces where they have figured out to get. So get somebody, whether you guys hire somebody or whether you just use the kits that come with your furniture, and make sure to bolt it on because we did even the other day I had a small jewelry armoire that I considered small to me. It was about waist height but the boys were like playing by it and one caught his shirt and then like grabbed the other one and the jewelry armoire fell. Luckily it didn't fall on either of them but that's like a real thing that kids get very hurt by furniture and with toddlers they just learn to experiment and roughhouse so much earlier with each other. So bolt it down quick. Okay, tip number two is, if you listen to Lauren and I's first conversation about not buying newborns two of everything, I take that back when you get to toddler stage. So pick like five toys that you recognize are the ones they use the most and get two of them. Because at that toddler stage, even if they're great sharers, whatever someone else has, they want. So if you have that little spinny toy, and the first day you get it, they both love it, order one that night, because the next day is either gonna go really good or really poorly, unless you have two. So they just want everything the other has. And then the last point here is, and it kind of goes back to the story with the music class. In my head, I was like, oh my God, I'm the worst. Everybody's looking at me. As much as I thought, I was crazy for taking them out. There must've been like four or five mothers that stopped me at the end of the class and was like, oh my gosh, you are amazing for even attempting this. So it's something that I've had to remind myself to be like humbled by every time I hear it, but also be happy about it. That like, yes, I did have the courage to take them both out. Did it go according to plan? Not at all, but at least I tried it. And I think that's one thing that from a mom of like, single versus mom of twins, it's like, You as a twin mom don't see the difference, but when you're out somewhere picking up both kids, having the strength to hold like 30 pounds in each arm, like you are amazing. And I think that we all have to like give ourselves the reminder that like we're trying and we are doing our best and what you might not be able to recognize or see in yourself, other people see so clearly. So if you are a twin mom and people say like, wow, you're amazing. Take a moment to realize you are.
0: I agree. You are amazing because I know whenever I'm out and I see it happening with twins, I'm always like, oh my God, that is, I'm always like, I don't think I could ever do it. Although if I was you know, thrust into that situation, of course you would do it, but we're always hardest on ourselves, aren't we? Like, we always pick ourselves apart. We're always like, oh my God, I'm messing it up. I'm not doing great. Like, everyone's staring at me. When in reality, most of the other moms around us are like, holy crap, she is doing such a phenomenal job. I could never do that. (laughs) So this has been so much fun. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of your twin mom advice, because I know it is very different and you've proven that it can be very, very different than having one child. And I don't have any experience in it. And I know that you are such a phenomenal mom. You're also a full-time working mom. And maybe we'll have Darcy back to to do an episode all about <laughs> juggling career and twin toddlers as well because I'm sure that has its own set of challenges. But I just wanted to say thank you so much because I know that the information that you shared is going to help so many twin moms out there. So thank you.
1: Thank you so much. It was so fun being on. Appreciate it.
0: Okay, mama, real quick before you go, if you found value in today's episode, please subscribe, share this with your friends and leave me a review. Leaving a review is so simple. I didn't know how to do it either. So I'm gonna walk you through it. All you have to do is whatever app you're listening to this podcast in, find my show, scroll to the bottom, you'll see stars. And with those stars, you can leave me a rating and review. I'd love you so much for taking the time to do this. And each week, I'll be sharing a review of the week because I want to shout you guys out. In all honesty, the reviews are what help this podcast get into the hands of other new mamas. Okay, I'll let you get back to your day. See you next time.